Okay, welcome back to this edition of the Prescribing Truth. I'm Jamal Bandy. Uh, if you're watching this right now, you're actually watching me do this podcast over because when I was doing the live stream, unbeknownst to me, I did the whole thing muted. So you couldn't hear a word I was saying, and I didn't even notice it. So thank you to my bro, Nathan, for, <laughs> for pointing it out to me uh, later on. So here we are. Uh, this is so this is pre-recorded. This is not live. And so um yeah. And um I won't be doing it as long as I did for the live stream, okay? So today's topic, we're dealing with the differences between Catholicism and Christianity. And this comes from my good friend, my our subscriber, Waterbox Boy. He left a comment about a couple weeks ago, and we're getting back to it. I'm gonna read that comment out to you. Um, I'm going to read the whole comment, just the part where it talks about the question. He says, I was wondering if in the next stream or maybe even a normal video, you could talk about and go into detail about how Catholicism isn't Christianity, as that's the first time I've ever heard that. I was raised to believe that Catholicism and Protestant, Protestant, Protest, <sighs> Protestantism were two different forms of Christianity. Thanks, man. Thanks, Waterboy, for your questions. Water box boy, can't water boy. Water box boy, gotta put some respect on your name. Water box boy, thank you, Connor, for your question, and we're getting to that now. So I went over a few things that are basic differences between Christianity and Catholicism, or to be more specific, Roman Catholicism. All right, the main thing, or I didn't say the main thing, but one of the main things is that Catholicism teaches that you can pray to Mary, and the Bible clearly tells us. That the only one that we can pray to or that we should pray to is God. If if there ain't God, then we don't pray to him. So that's why we don't pray to many gods. Christianity is a monotheistic religion. Now, Catholicism claims to be monotheistic, but they pray to Mary and they pray to the, the saints. And so, therefore, those saints are given God-like attributes, which is completely against scripture. All right? So... We're going to pull up this text, and this is at, this is 1 Timothy 2.5. We're going to look at 1 Timothy 2.5 uh, to see what it says. It says, For there is one God, and there is one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. All right, so the Bible tells us clearly that Jesus, he's the only mediator between us and God. Now, Jesus himself being God in the flesh, this goes into the same the triune being of God. You got the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Jesus, he comes in the form of sinless flesh, sinful flesh, but yet without sin. He's the mediator. He's the one who provides the, the sacrifice. He offers up the atonement for sins. So it's through him. Um, and so, yeah, that's one of the no-goes there. We don't pray to Mary. All right. The next one that I have written down here is the Immaculate Conception. This is the understanding that Mary was pure and that is why she was chosen to be the vessel to carry the god child but the bible nowhere tells us that mary was without sin she was not without sin the bible tells us that she was a virgin that just means that she didn't sleep with anybody until after jesus was born which was her husband joseph but other than that she was not perfect okay that is a false teaching that give that lets us know that they have a false idea of man First, what the Bible tells us about men, because the Bible tells us that all men are sinful. All men are wicked. None of us are good. No, not one. 
And so that, and that includes Mary. She too was sinful. All right. The next one is the Eucharist or the Lord, or the Lord's Supper. Now, what the difference between the differences in this, and this is a big one. I, I count, I believe this is a big issue. They believe that the actual body and blood of Jesus is made into the, 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 the wafer and the, the wine. They really believe that. They believe that the priest has the power to change the bread into the body of Jesus, the literal body of Jesus, and the wine into literal blood. They believe that. That is a false teaching. Jesus says, do this in remembrance of me. But they take literally when he says, when he breaks the bread, and he says, this is my body that has been broken. And then he says, this is my blood that has been shed. But yet Jesus' body was there and he had not yet even been crucified. But yet, this, that's what they believe it was actually his blood and his body. But he says, do this in remembrance of me, not do this because it is me. And so um, that's, just, that's just a basic understanding of that. No, he, that, he's, that's not the actual body and, and blood of Jesus. But that's what they, they, are, they are teaching people. And um, I got some links here I want to look at. I got one from calm.org. We're going to look at that briefly. An actual, and an actual um, site that goes over the Eucharist from a Catholic website. So we'll look at that too. Um, matter of fact, those are the points I had written down. So let's look at this calm.org. So I'm going to put the links in the description. Um, you can look in the description for those links. <laughs> but um, let's look at this. We're going to back to our regular screen. Sorry about that, wrong one. All right, so I so said I'm, I'm not gonna um, show this in the screen. I'm just gonna read it off. Um, but you can look it up. It's calm.org, and like I said, I'm gonna put the link in the description as well. Um, it says he says this is by Matt Slick. He's over it. He's the founder of Carm. That's C A R M dot O R G, and this is under uh, world religions under Roman Catholicism. And the question that was posed is, are Roman Catholicism and Christianity the same thing? And so the answer is no, it isn't. But it says, there are essential doctrines. And if any of those essential doctrines are violated, then the church would only appear to be Christian, but not really be Christian. All right. And so what are some of those uh, essential doctrines? And so one is there's only one God and you are to serve no other gods. The next one is Jesus born. I mean, not born. Jesus is both God and man. Jesus rose from the dead physically. Salvation is by grace through faith. The gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus according to the scriptures. And God is a trinity. And Jesus was born of the Virgin Mary. Now he gives scripture references for all of these points, okay? Um, but I'm just not going through it right now. You can look it up. Like I said, the link will be in the description. It says, so someone who is a true Christian would believe these things and not violate them. That's just clear cut. All right. Roman Catholicism violates one and four already. They violate two of those things already. First, they look at Mary as being a mediatrix. You know, they give her godlike attributes. Uh, she can hear their prayers and everything and all that kind of stuff. So we already looked at that already. The next one is they don't believe that we're saved by grace through faith. Uh, there are some quotes here from some Catholic resources that he puts here, which I really appreciate that he does this. Um, so one of the quotes is 
Um, Mary, it says, Mary made atonement for the sin of man. Mary, not Jesus, but Mary made atonement for the sins of man. This was in Fundamentals of Catholic Dogma, page 213. And it says, Mary is the subject of preaching and worship. That's from the Vatican Council, the second or the second Vatican Council, page 420. So now that's already showing, like, even the angels will say in the scriptures how they are not worthy of worship, but God alone. And yet the Catholic Church preaches that Mary is a sub can be the subject of preaching and worship. They actually believe they can worship Mary because they believe she was perfect. So there's two fundamental wrongs there. Um, they violate the principle of uh, salvation by grace through faith alone. Says the Paul the Apostle, for example, tells us in Romans 4 5. But to the one who does not work, but believes in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is reckoned as righteousness. But Roman Catholicism denies that and says, and this is quote, so that all men may attain salvation through faith, baptism, and the observance of the commandments. That's from the, um, I want to say the Catholic, the Catechism of the Catholic Church, paragraph 2068. Also consider this, this is quote, if anyone saith that by faith alone, the impious is justified in such wise as to mean that nothing else is required to cooperate in order to the obtaining, to the, uh, obtaining the grace of justification and that it is not in any way necessary that he be prepared and disposed by the movement of his own will, let him be anathema. This is from the Council of Trent. Canons on justification, canon nine. So they believe that you should be accursed if you believe that salvation is by grace through faith alone, apart from any works that we do. They believe that's anathema. That's that's cursing. That's you know that's 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 harsh. You know. So no, they don't. They don't even. They if they be consistent, then they don't consider Christians to be brothers in the faith. And so this is serious. This is anti-gospel. It's anti-gospel, anti-Christ. It is. So, though they claim to be Christian and the one true church, it's not true. It's false. So, Catholicism and Christianity are not the same. Um, I mentioned this in the live stream how, and y'all couldn't hear it, but I was saying how they even talk about the, you got to pay penance and all this stuff. Say five Hail Marys and all of that. When you come confess your sins, like that's not what the Bible tells us to do. That's based on tradition, based on traditions. And they even see the priest as being a type of Christ in the earth or the Pope as the type of Christ in the earth. And that's, that's not true. That's unbiblical all day, every day, especially on Sunday. But that's what they teach. And so, yeah, um, that's the difference between Catholicism and Christianity. Now, with all that being said, um, let's look at the Eucharist real quick. Look at the Eucharist. Now, I read this earlier, and I'm not going to read I'm not going to read all these questions here. I'm going to put this link in the description as well if you want to understand more about what um, Catholics believe about the Lord's Supper. Um, but they believe, so they believe that the body is turned, I mean, that the, the bread is turned into the body of Jesus and the uh, wine is turned into the blood of Jesus. They believe this power is given by the priest. But look at what they say here, or listen to what they say here. Um, they, they call it a mystery. They give no they give no scripture for what their understandings are. But then they call it a mystery and say that we can't understand it, understand God's ways. 
So let me find that real quick. So the question was, how was our Lord able to change bread and wine into his body and blood? It says our Lord was able to change bread and wine into his body and blood by his almighty power. And then it says this, God who created all things from nothing, who fed the 5,000 with the five loaves, who changed water into wine instantaneously, who raised the dead to life, can change bread and wine into the body and blood of Christ. So if God can do all these things, then surely God can do this too. But the thing is, nobody argues what God can or can't do. The thing is, did he? Did he? Is that what the scriptures reveal or is that by your tradition? And that's by tradition. Then it says, although the Holy Eucharist is a great mystery. So they don't know nothing about it. They just believe it. And consequently, beyond human understanding. So really, there's no reason to have this question and ask the thing on the page because they don't understand it. They shouldn't. The principles of sound reason can show that this great gift is not impossible by the power of God. So they try to make it true by saying that, hey, nothing's impossible with God. Of course, the Bible, even Jesus says, with God, nothing is, nothing is impossible. But, but, is that what God did? Is that what Christ did? No, it's not. It's not in the scripture. It's based on the tradition. All right, you can look, look at this more um, on, your, on your time, you know, or while we were looking through this. I hope you clicked on the link and were looking at it, um, looking at it too and following along with me. But yeah, I mean, let's let's think about this. The gospel, the good news, the good news is that none of us deserve anything from God. We don't deserve and we can't earn salvation. All right. We are so messed up, so jacked up that it's beyond possible for us in ourselves to do it. That's why Jesus told Peter, he says, with men is impossible, but with God, all things are possible because they're talking about salvation. With men, it's impossible to be saved. It is. You know what I'm saying? Because we will continually sin and we continually disrespect and hate our God. Yet, he provides a sacrifice through his son, Jesus. That is good news. Now, there's one thing about um, Catholicism that they teach is that they don't believe that Jesus' righteousness was transferred to those who believe. They don't believe that. They believe he died on the cross for sins, but yet... People still have to work out their salvation. Work. So, yes, there are vast differences between Catholicism and Christianity. There are some similarities, but we cannot let the similarities mean that they are actually or that we're actually the same. Because what we differ on is enough to know that, hey, one of us ain't going to heaven. Somebody is not only believing the false things, but believing something so wrong that it is anti-Christ. And that is what I believe is Catholicism. It's anti-gospel, anti-Christ. All right. So I know this was short. I'm kind of feeling kind of rushed through this because I'm trying to record this. Um, sorry about that with the live stream. Um, thank you, uh, Nathan, for joining me on the post show. Uh, patrons, hope you, you know, hope you could join me next time on the post show. Um, if you want to support this ministry, you can do so by partnering with us on Patreon. Um, you know, for a dollar and up, you help us out a lot. If not, I appreciate your prayers. Um, anything else, if you want to contact me, you can email me at prescribed.truth at gmail.com or you can call in at 801-980-6333. I'm open for discussion. If you disagree with this or you got more you want to add to this, then please leave it in the comments or call me. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining me for this another episode of Prescribing Truth. And I'll see you next week if I don't and I um, will not be doing 
the subscriber chat this weekend. I would not be able to do it this weekend. Me and my wife are celebrating four, count them, four years of marriage, baby. And so we're going to be out of town and join each other. So, um, yeah, I will not be doing the subscriber chat. Sorry, guys. You know what? What I may do is, no, nah, we leave, we're leaving Friday. What I may do, I may do the chat tomorrow night. I may do it, which will be tonight because it's going to air thursday so maybe tonight um later on in the evening i'll do the subscriber chat we can we can chop it up then so be looking out for that if i don't do it tonight then i'll see you guys next week for the next episode of prescribing truth all right all right so remember in a world full of errors the only thing the doctor prescribes is truth thank you waterbox boy for your question y'all have a great night blessings Prescribed truth, we giving you what the doctor ordered Jamal Bandy, apologist, the Lord's servant We undeserving, but Christ changed our mind frame In a world full of errors, the only thing the doctor prescribes is truth